0: What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp, Managing Editor of Fightful.com here. It is August 28, 2017. We have Monday Night Raw to talk about. If you all did not see our post Floyd Mayweather versus Conor McGregor show, it is up on FightfulPods.com, YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, Player FM, virtually everywhere you want. Myself, Showdown Joe, Carlos Toro uh, broke that down for you. But tonight, it's Monday Night Raw. Plenty to discuss on this episode. I am joined by associate editor Alex Palowski. What's up, Alex?
1: What's up, Sean? Uh, yeah, you uh, had a wild whirlwind weekend with. Uh, oh yeah, with that Connor Floyd thing. I uh, I'm I'm not a an MMA or a boxing guy, but uh, personally, I loved that Connor took it 10 rounds to stick it to all people. were like, he won't even lay a glove on Floyd. This is a circus. Why is this even happening? And I like to Well, it, wrong.
0: It's, it's, it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. And I go into detail on the show, but there are plenty of people that were like, this was the game plan. It was a plan for Floyd to get hit 111 times. <laughs> it, it was a game plan, but he still got hit. Head yeah. over there. Check that out, you guys. We won't bore the wrestling fans. The, yeah,
1: let's not do the, that.
0: Highly regarded wrestling fans with such buffoonery. <laughs> so this Monday Night Raw immediately by the way, we are gonna talk May Young Classic at the end of this. No spoilers, just a few notes. The show starts out with Miz in the ring. He's interrupted by Kurt Angle, who says there will not only be an intercontinental title match at No Mercy, but next week on Monday Night Raw, Alex. Then he announces a battle royal. For that top contendership, which will also include the Miz you got guys like the Hardys, Big Show, Elias, Finn Balor, Jason Jordan, Good Brothers. You got fifteen okay, well, maybe ten okay names, <laughs> but it, uh, it seems like every single week there, like we have some sort of title match on Raw, Alex.
1: Yeah, that's fine with me. Uh, make it mean something. Um. I'm all about that, uh, and you know who doesn't like a good over the top battle royal to determine a uh, number well, one. Category? The YouTube
0: numbers love it.
1: Yeah, I think that battle they know royals that.
0: always do great numbers.
1: Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, you know it's fine. It's one of those things where you knew that the guys who really didn't belong, like Bo Dallas and Kurt Axel, were, were going to be there for a while, so they could you know. Do the storyline of you know? Oh my God, will will the Miz face Bo Dallas? Um, yeah. But my favorite part was immediately Kurt Hawkins because you know Kurt Hawkins. But just behind Kurt Hawkins in the totem pole is uh, Kalisto, and LOL Kalisto, dude, you should have joined Titus Brand, man.
0: He should have. He missed he, out.
1: He really missed out. That thing soared when, as soon as you uh, said no. Who's
0: handling his portfolio? I don't He's got to fire that guy.
1: He's got to fire his manager. This was not a good, wise decision.
0: Man. Uh, you know, we, there, there is one spot that I really particularly enjoyed in this match. Gallows, Anderson, and Balor eliminate Big Show. and They kind <laughs> of look at each other. That would be the best thing that could happen to all three guys, Alex.
1: Yeah. Uh, my favorite thing... Was that it was just Finn Balor being a smart wrestler? Not having, because there are no faces or heel alignments in a battle royal. There shouldn't be anyway. Everyone needs to get eliminated but me. Two guys are struggling to put over a much larger dude who stands a threat to me. So I should help. But because it's so rare for baby faces to eliminate other baby faces in a battle royal. We go, well, this is weird, and it immediately catches our attention. Uh, And it was one of those things that I I hope that was Finn's idea because he loves teasing the crowd with Bullet Club reunion, maybe, question mark, perhaps. Uh, And I I fell for it. I thought it was great. I I would love to see those three guys get back together because, as we'll see later, the Good Brothers aren't really doing much of anything.
0: and Their promo style is made for babyface, I think. Oh, it really is. Oh, they yeah. They get some catchy shit
1: out. Oh my god, do you imagine like how over just calling people nerds would be if they let it? Yeah, mm-hmm. and that is when
0: the saying "yup" and yeah. and calling themselves good brothers like that yeah. is their team name now.
1: Yeah, um, it should be. Uh, and uh, as we saw in this match, Bray Wyatt shows up and eliminates Finn Balor, so he's got some more stuff to do with that. I mean what what constitutes? randomly? What constitutes the end of a feud anymore? I mean, Bray Wyatt dumped goop all over Finn Balor, so he got he had to get painted up like a demon and he beat Bray Wyatt by no selling all of Bray Wyatt's spooky stuff. Isn't that the end of the feud? Nope, apparently. So i I, I hope Bray Wyatt comes with some new stuff or has more guys helping him now. Because he can't win with the old shtick. It's been proven. So I don't know what what this gets either guy. It's just, I don't, uh, it's bad.
0: I would agree. I would agree. I don't, I don't want this anymore. And I'm so sick of the Bray Wyatt lights on lights off attack deal. He didn't get eliminated. Does he get the title shot? (laughs)
1: <laughs> no. He was never technically in the match, but I, I, I just want one smart heel or anybody in a, in a match like this say he's under the ring and just go under the ring and try and find him. You know what I mean? Like we all know that's where he is, and we just want somebody to point it out. So we're not like it feels like they're gaslighting us, dude. We're not insane. You're the ones who're insane for thinking that we think this is something different.
0: Jason Jordan (laughs) went in veteran mode during one spot where Jeff Hardy was about to blow it for him. And Mm -hmm. he had to, like, roll Jeff out of the way of a spot. I thought that was really savvy of him. Uh, Very good. He looked very good in this battle royal. They made him look strong. He eliminated, like, three or four people. Then Jeff Hardy tosses him over. This is a solid like I mean you're going you're going to get people behind this I think the, the Jeff Hardy versus Miz match.
1: Oh yeah. No this is this is a reason to tune in next week if for nothing else but this. I mean the Miz is just great. He proved it later with his his little uh promo to uh to Renee Young as they were leaving like Jeff Hardy has deserved this match. He's just so great at playing this entitled asshole. And uh and Jeff Hardy like Everyone who remembers his late, you know, aughts run in 2007, eight, whenever it was, they remember what a great singles competitor he was and want to see him do that. Maybe just once more before he retires or leaves the WWE again. And so I'm all about it. Yeah, I hope he comes out next next week in the face paint. Just like really just, you know, be singles competitor Jeff Hardy. He's already wearing the face paint on the house shows. It'd be kind of cool to see him busted out once just for this title match. Yeah,
0: I agree. Next up, Enzo Amore is out. They're running an angle where he has to keep making weight every week, which I think is actually – that could actually be kind of fun. He got his Conor McGregor reference in. As Kyler guessed in our staff chat, he <laughs> – accurately. Somebody said, how long do you think until uh, – they shoehorn in a McGregor reference, and Kyler said, oh, the Enzo segment, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly yeah. what happened. Then he announced his own opponent, Gnome Dar. A gnome.
1: Gnome. Of course, that's not how you we got to get
0: him on a Travelocity commercial now.
1: Yeah. Um, so he, he did the thing that he did last week on Twitter, where we all knew that Big Cass mm-hmm. was injured – Pretty badly, and he was still dragging him on Twitter. I mean in kayfabe, but it was still an ugly look for a baby face that you know this dude is injured randomly in a totally freak thing. And he's supposed and we all know he's a good friend of yours, like the only friend you have left in real life. And you're still dragging him on Twitter. And then in this promo, he was like, Well, that's what you get for messing with me and I've proved that I can beat even the big guys. Now I'm going to beat the little guys and we'll just shut up, Enzo. Just shut up, Enzo. You see all those it's ridiculous over. Instagram posts with Steve Harvey and Dave Chappelle and
0: of course oh. I did. God, it's pissing off the boys.
1: It should Puss,
0: piss me off. It is. So we got Gnome Dar like I said, can't wait to see him in a, a tourist commercial as a gnome saying, you want to go to a Patriots game in bro? I'm ready for it. I'm so ready for it. Enzo is such a fantastic seller that he makes Noam Dar look vicious, and that is no easy task. Enzo wins with eat defeat. It's not very good. Nope. Um, <laughs> Neville is unconcerned. Yeah he doesn't care and uh he is peak evil here
1: yeah um so yeah when when Enzo made his uh debut last week at 205 live i was upset because in my mind earlier in that mat in that in that episode you saw uh, Graham grand metalik and cedric alexander the two most athletic dudes on the roster just have a showcase match in in a, in, a, in a tag match they were amazing and I'm like, I can't wait to see these guys have a title shot at Neville. Then later in that same uh, episode, you saw Tozawa and Neville have perhaps the best cruiserweight match since the division came back. And I'm like, wow, these, this is a, This is peak great wrestling. This reminds me of cruiserweight classic stuff. And then Enzo came out, and I was like, well, that's the end of good wrestling on this show. Because it was obvious and if it wasn't obvious then, it's obvious now. They're sh- they're putting him in a title program with Neville. So you have to have Neville has to go out there and I don't know, I don't know what, but it's not gonna be fun to watch if you like if you like cruiserweight wrestling, which I happen to love, this is not the thing for me. But maybe it's for the people who don't give a shit about the cruiserweights and just want to say Enzo's thing along with him. And if that's what you love then great you and I do not agree. But this was this is this is just it makes me sad that I might never get to see Cedric Alexander versus Neville in a title program because they might for some reason put the belt on Enzo to get people talking.
0: Enzo's over man that's really all I can say he's he's over. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Whether I believe it, you believe it, or anybody watching this, believe it. I mean, the numbers don't lie. I see it every week, man. He's over. You hear yeah. the reaction every week. He's over. Yeah. Also, over is. Wait, wait. I just want to say this. Why? Tozawa beating Neville was dumb now. It was pointless. It was, there there it was, was no point.
1: Stupid. I can see now he just why. Just interrupted the
0: title reign. It served can, no purpose.
1: I can see now why you say that people were trying to talk Vince out of it. Yeah. I mean it, it does people. made made no, no no sense
0: also over is one Brock Lesnar. We get a promo from Heyman, but really this is all to set up Brock cutting Heyman off and it was really beautifully crafted because Heyman does that thing where so often he says stuff but you you just kind of tune it out because you know what he's saying he's saying Brock's a badass yeah. but he does it really well like. Bray always has decent delivery, but you know he's just saying some shit. Right. Uh, in Heyman's case, he's always saying something important. This case, he's saying he doesn't believe in monsters, but Braun Strowman is a monster. And then Brock, Le- Brock just cuts him off, and he was like, nah, he's pretty much just saying I'm taking you to Suplex City, and then drops the mic. Yeah. My note for this was just effective.
1: Oh, Yeah. There's there's uh, no one, there's no one in the world who could make you think that guy over there, that guy could beat anyone else on Earth into a bloody pulp, but he can't beat Brock Lesnar. I mean, he could, but he's not gonna. Like, and he does that every time, and he does it really well every time. I'm pretty sure he said Samoa Joe was the most deserving, most dangerous opponent. That Brock Lesnar ever had, and he said that, you know, last month. And now he's saying it about Braun Braun Strowman, and I believed him both times. So yeah, this was all great. And it led up to the first instance of the um uh dropping the B word, uh suplexity bitch. We, we we saw later that Roman Reigns got to use it once, but not twice, because they bleeped it the second oh, time. Oh
0: we'll we'll talk about that. We'll we'll get to that.
1: <laughs> I just love that there's a of course. Quota. And, and once you reach the quota, then, no, you can't say it anymore.
0: Also worth noting, WDB shoehorned in a VMAs reference. Like, that's what we're doing. We're, we're shoehorning in the, the reference for the show that gets, like, like 5.9 million viewers now. Like, there are a million shows on every week that do more than that. Yeah. No, it's – yeah. Weird. Cesaro defeated Seth Rollins. This was a pointless but fundamentally sound match. Normally, I would say here, Alex, I'd let the winner pick the stipulation, but they just did that a couple months ago with the Hardys. Yeah. So I kind of understand. There was a real janky Rollins buckle bomb.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: It was human Jenga, is what yeah. they were doing there. <laughs> like, Rollins was running, but like sideways. He looked like he had a really heavy backpack on. <laughs> it was just.
1: <laughs> yeah, he did.
0: He did. It was bad. I'm glad Cesaro got one with an uppercut, though uh, Nakamura got one with a triangle last week. Solidify these moves. I'm cool with that.
1: Yeah. Now this was this was fun. It's one of those things where it was a it was a, a surprise, and my initial reaction was Cesaro won with just an uppercut, and I was like, no, he won with an uppercut off a distraction finish, and I can't be the guy who wants more unpredictability in finishes of matches. And then also shit all over Cesaro winning with an uppercut. So, yeah, he won with an uppercut. And that's cool. Because Cesaro's uppercuts could probably knock the head off of most people. So this is cool. I'm, I'm down with that. I also thought it was really funny that it was like, all right, that match is over. Now the other two tag partners are going to have a singles match. And it starts right now. Uh, and I was like, oh, well, this is cool. Now you can do 50-50 booking back-to-back. And it doesn't feel like it. Because we just saw the other match. Uh, and this both matches were fine. They were good. I, I, I was happy to see them both. Um, but I, I, I'm, I'm seriously way more into Seth and Dean as a team than watching them as singles wrestlers.
0: Oh, yeah, me too. It, it was the right move to make. It was the right decision. They pulled the trigger on that, and it worked. In the Sheamus match where Dean Ambrose won, I thought it was a little bit better. Sheamus had some really nice offense there. He went stretch muffler into the sit-down powerbomb. Dean connected with the Tornado DDT. Sheamus with a rolling Samoan drop from the second rope. These two treated it like it was a pay-per-view match between them, but it just wasn't as good as a pay-per-view match should be. There is a hilarious finish where the ref pretended to not see Seth Rollins in there. (laughs) Like (laughs) – (laughs) <laughs> it was funny. It was good. Um, Man, Needless to say, Seth Rollins got busted because he was just sitting there like, wait, wait, where do I go? I don't know where to go. And then he just decides, better dive. Yeah. <laughs> Let me There's be bizarre. as inconspicuous as possible by hitting a suicide dive.
1: And the ref's like, what, were were you in here? Ah, you shouldn't have been in here. Oh, a pinfall, better cover it. Like, it's just, oh man, everyone wants, um, like, you know, a robot calling balls and strikes in in baseball. <laughs> Can't we get robots to be refs? <laughs> like, I'm sorry, oh, no. You got
0: me to giggle out of that one.
1: <laughs> you, you oh. like, there should be lasers. And like, if you pass through the laser field, that's You can't do that. You have to leave. Like, there should be these things that, like, they call out in tennis. No, I'm sorry. The cameras clearly saw you enter, and, and it's a, over now.
0: After some of the reffing I saw in the May Young classic, I would have to agree. Mm-hmm. I find the idea of Emma obsessing over her social media to be hilarious, and I think I'm the only one. Like. Yeah. Mickey's her victim this week. Sure, but yeah,
1: I I, th- I think it I think it could be fun. This is the other one. I have been begging forever for there to be more than one women's storyline on each show. It's usually just whoever's in the main main event picture. Then other people might have a match on main event or whatever. And we finally got an, another storyline that's nowhere near the title. And I kind of hate it, <laughs> so it's like, this. Is, okay, well, I guess I can't complain because they're doing this, but it all depends on. It feels like a rib on Emma, and I don't like that. I, I want, I want her to be taken seriously, and and really like her matches with Paige in NXT did kind of start the women's revolution. So to dismiss her as being yeah. some loony who's who's out of her gourd suggesting it kind of dismisses her as, as doing what she did because she was great. And that's why I continue to want to have her be taken seriously and not be given some ridiculous new music that sucks.
0: It was bad. It was shitty. Uh, this is, I titled a social media match and I was pretty stoked about the stipulation. If Emma (laughs) loses then she can no longer say that she started the women's revolution if she wins then mickey james had to tweet whatever and hashtag whatever emma wanted emma wins pretty quickly after being kicked a few times this match was nothing but emma runs up the ramp repeatedly saying i started the women's revolution later mickey james tweeted out a bunch of emma related hashtags which you should all go and retweet but Everybody hated this but me. I liked it. I don't know why. I enjoyed it. But um, first off, guys, I'm going to say this. Y'all got to get your autocorrects in check. Because I saw two different people send tweets like the following. Cena and Reigns, best in-ring porno I've seen in a long time. (laughs) So, you nasties. Get your shit straight, please. (laughs) Twice, two of them I saw like that. Maybe one of them meant that. I don't know. It seems like too much of a phenomenon for it to not have happened like that. Here we go. John Cena is out for the contract signing with Kurt Angle, who has had the most meme-worthy run, like, ever, just awkwardly standing there. John Cena says that Roman Reigns is protected and afraid to fight him. Roman Reigns tell, comes out and tells Cena that he's not as big of a deal as he thinks he is, which I wrote, solid, <laughs> solid. And then it just all broke loose. I thought that early on, John Cena facilitated a situation that made both of these two lo- look like shitheads. I thought they both looked like crybabies. But as I tweeted, as it turns out, I will watch crybabies and babies in general just unleash sick burns on each other until the end of time. (laughs) Because that's, I I just like that type of thing. (laughs) Cena to me was acting like a guy who was worried about his spot when he really shouldn't be. But he calls Reigns a Cena bootleg. Reigns says that Cena holds down talent. He runs like, like when it's Miz doing it, he's a little subliminal. Yeah. Like he's he isn't straight up like, hey you fucking guy, remember what you did to the Nexus at (laughs) SummerSlam 2010? (laughs) Like, I was half expecting Roman Reigns to go into his trunks and pull out a Nexus wristband.
1: That'd have been great. Slap
0: it on his arm. That'd be
1: great, and (laughs) and we could have had the Roman Empire, and all the old guys could have come back and been his posse. Michael Tarver, everybody.
0: Well, boy, let me tell you, I I transcribed a one-hour-long Michael Tarver interview. There have never been any points throughout my career since I made this my career that I said, should I quit? During that interview, I asked myself about every three minutes of transcribed audio, should I quit? at the time i was working for raj i was like should i just tell raj to eat one and hit the bricks? because man and the poor guy he tried he tried to make it a good interview not not michael <laughs> michael tarver's whole thing like the interview is so funny <laughs> if you all ever hear it it's michael tarver going well then they started to realize how good i was i'm like no nobody has ever never has that happened michael Nobody has ever realized, much less started to realize. <laughs> he, he took credit for the Superman punch that Roman Reigns uses. Oh, boy! you know that if that happened, what you just pitched, Alex, Yeah. he would try to pitch a Superman punch versus Superman punch angle. Yeah. You all, it's <laughs> – I digress.
1: <laughs> this is the thing. After all of that, the reason I'm giggling so much is because I'm imagining him saying all those things in the interview with the bandana over his mouth, like he wore. It sounded oh, like it. I'm doing the Superman punch, it. and that's why I'm the best ever. Uh. Well,
0: you can hear him like eating a protein bar in the middle of it, like <laughs> he was unwrapping it and chewing. He's like, <laughs> then I got a standing ovation in promo class. And they started to realize what they had in me, I think. I was like, nah, man, I'm pretty sure they didn't. I'm pretty sure they didn't. Uh, Anyway, Reigns and Cena are out here shooting. Cena says it took Reigns five years to cut a half-decent promo. That's not true. That's not true. I thought that his non-promo after WrestleMania was one of the best he could have ever cut. Cena said that he barely made events anymore and that he elevated the United States title while Reigns took it as a demotion. Cena says that he's there because Reigns can't do his job. Ooh! Yeah. Yeah. Some goodness here.
1: Yeah. No, uh, these were sick, sick burns. And then at, as in the burn ward, they stripped uh, all their clothes off and then just dumped lemon juice on each other, uh, it was it was nuts. Uh, that demotion thing was just so shooty. It was everything that I thought about Reigns during that time. And I was just so, so happy to hear somebody say it. It was one of those things where I was like, okay, how much of this is worky and how much of this is shooty? Um, but I didn't care because I was just going, damn, over and over again. because <laughs> It was just great you can't do your job all that stuff i think i think you're you're a you're a part-time bitch or whatever he said like it's just oh it was so 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 good uh, i have to go back i can't
0: back. wait to see them getting the ring together cuz those
1: receipts are coming oh that's the whole thing is that um i i will never be more ready for that one-on-one match as i was right before the good brothers came out <laughs> now here's the thing this is this is it's august 28th this match is on september 24th that's a month they're going to have so many can they coexist tag team matches
2: And just, and you know, other,
1: they're going to have interview segments with Michael Cole where they're not in the same room with each other. And it's going to cool off all of my hard-on for this match. And then I'm going to have to go back and watch this segment right before I watch that match so I can be like, oh, this is why I was excited. Because WWE does this thing where they have this amazing setup for the match, and then they run into the ground for a month. Uh, and I don't want that. Like, I, I can't tell you how disappointed I was to hear the Good Brothers music come out. And I was like, oh, no, they're going to make them, quote, unquote, coexist in this tag team match? Like, okay, fine. Yeah, and- that's
0: that's what we got. and. This match, I mean, it's a big match. Many expected it to be a WrestleMania match one day. It is a no-mercy match. Yes. Yes. Which, you know what? If they're going to load up what people consider B-pay-per-views like this, are they sure. B-pay-per-views anymore? Like, what are they?
1: I like the whole thing. So here's, here's, the, here's the thing, though. And this is why the, the, the we, we should have known this was coming. The last two... Raw pay-per-views, including this upcoming one. This one and Great Balls of Fire. As stupid as that name was, it had some damn fine matches on it. Um, and then think back to the SmackDown stuff. Like Battleground and how how shit that was. And how apparently we're building toward another Shinsuke versus Jinder clash, this time in hell in a cell. And how shitty that's going to be. Like. I can't wait for these these really cool loaded B pay per views on the Raw brand and on the SmackDown brand. I'm like, oh god, what's Kevin Owens doing? Eh, I guess I'd watch that. By the, the way, I'm Usos getting reports that Xavier Yay. Woods
0: has. Just, hold on, I'm getting reports that Xavier Woods has possibly sustained an injury to SmackDown Live event. By the way, we'll get more on that as it emerges.
1: Well, thank God for COVID. Well, fortunately,
0: there are three members of the New Day. They lucked out in that regard, at the very least. The Good Brothers come out, and they're like, yeah, let's fight. And then Kurt Angle. Like, kills all sense of momentum. (laughs) Oh, well, you know what? Now, (laughs) we're going to do a match between these two teams. I'm like, that's what they just said. They just (laughs) said it.
1: (laughs) 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 Teddy Long is somewhere going, Kurt. Kurt, dude, it, dude, it was it was obvious. Like, I, I wasn't yeah. that obvious. Every time I came out and said, hold on a minute, player, pe- less people knew there were going to be a tag yes. match than they did just then.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Reigns laughs as Cena gets kicked in the head. Finishers in stereo. The big doggies win. At this rate... You could say that Reigns and Cena are in the tag team title hunt, couldn't you, Alex? <laughs> Why not? Why not? Because, uh, because but, but I'm just
1: saying, yeah. Reigns and Cena, Rollins and Ambrose. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. Uh, this is, the, the thing for me is that um, to, to me it seems like Cena's gone sometime in October. Otherwise you save Roman versus uh, Cena as your marquee match for Survivor Series. You know what I mean? Like that makes it a true big four pay per view. So it, I don't know anything about it. Whether what is I know he's got he's got a Transformers movie and all this other stuff he's got to film. Um, but it's it's just so it's great, but it's so odd to see like a Cena versus Reigns one on one at No Mercy and not you know six weeks later at Survivor Series.
0: Guys, go check out the Fightful.com forums, all kinds of topics up there, from sports to wrestling, MMA, boxing, movies, TV, video games, really anything you want to talk about, join our community over there as well. Uh, register absolutely free at Fightful.com to take a look at those. So after after the cool down of, of all that, we get to walk with Elias. And this may surprise you, Alex, but his song is interrupted. Yeah,
1: I know it's weird, right? Like that never happens.
0: It's interrupted by Jerry Lawler in his hometown of Memphis. He brings out Pelvis Wesley from South Paul Regional, who is Heath Slater, and he gets his ass kicked, real proper. Yeah, Elias pulling the double duty tonight.
1: Yeah, the ass he was, chickens. Well, and yes, he he was he was in. Um, he was in the, the Battle Royal. Uh, the Good Brothers were in the Battle Royal, and then I had to come back and get their butts whooped by the two biggest stars in the company. Um, this, uh, we should mention, because I don't think we did, uh, Jerry, Jerry Lawler was on commentary tonight because Booker T is stuck in Houston. Uh, and, man, uh, they were doing really great stuff with uh, vignettes and things, trying to get people to donate. Uh, WWE, good on them, because it's, it's a crazy thing down there. Um, happy everybody's uh, that Booker T and his family are okay. Um, but it was kind of a weird thing of Jerry just coming out and going, Hey, I'm here. I'm in Memphis. Let's do something. And uh, the sad thing was that if you love Southpaw regional wrestling as much as I do, to hear the crowd completely no-sell Pelvis Wesley and also the concept of Southpaw regional wrestling – just, it's just sad. Like nobody cared. I mean, this crowd was bad all night, basically, except for the Roman and 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 uh, John Cena segment. But it, it just show, it shows you how little people are even aware of South Park Regional Wrestling and who watch it and who care about it. It's it's one of the most wonderful things the WWE has ever produced. And there's not enough eyes on that thing. Because if I had been in the audience and Pelvis Wesley had come out, I would have lost my mind. <laughs> Where's everybody else? Bring everybody else out. Bring the whole – the whole. they need to do – I mean, like in my Why mind
0: – Why didn't they show this before Raw, like in the yeah, arena? They should have they shown should, some Southall.
1: They should have. I think they wanted to make it a bigger surprise. I don't know. But it just did not work.
0: Typical WWE, they bring in somebody from an outside company like Southpaw Regional and job them out. Yep. Per usual. Raw Women's Championship, Alexa Bliss defeated Sasha Banks to win the Raw Women's Championship. I thought this was a a really good match. I noted that It's Boss Time is one of Cole's more unusual intros. And every time he says it, I'm like,
1: oh. Yeah, um... The, the reason, the one that comes to mind, I don't think he's ever used it except for in this instance. But when Roman Reigns was the surprise last entrant in the Royal Rumble, and he says, The big dog is gonna hunt! Like, it just, it just feels so forced when he does those kind of things. And you know it's like a mandate from Vince. Like every time Sasha comes out, you have to oh, say yeah. it's boss time. And I don't know what other, what, what, time, are there other times that it is other than boss time? Are other people have times associated to them? I, it's just, I want to oh, see Jesus.
0: Ellsworth o'clock.
1: <laughs> it's, That's it's a I hog want. o'clock. Um, yeah. Yeah.
0: No. Alexa is really good at changing her lookup little by little, week to week. Like she's, she's really good at making that different. Uh, early in the match, Sasha hits those flying double knees as we go to a break. Like I enjoy them, but I keep thinking, man, she's gonna feel those one day. Yeah, she is. Like she's gonna be walking like a dumbass at some point in her career. Uh, also, I gotta put over Alexa Bliss for how she varied up her offense in this. Like a hair, like basically grabs her by grabs Sasha by the hair, rather hits her with like across the knee with her back or a backbreaker across the knee, Uh, later lands an infrared, and that superplex was beautiful. You don't see that a lot out of the women, Alex.
1: No, you don't. Um, The thing that I know you you responded to this, maybe I didn't make myself clear with the tweet. Right before this, Jerry Lawler, because he's Jerry Lawler, is like, well, these two beautiful young ladies are really going at it. And it's like. Only Jerry Lawler would look at what he's been watching for the last 10 minutes and call them beautiful young ladies because that diminishes all the other qualities we're, we're seeing from them. Here's the thing. We, you, but agree with me on this. Jerry, it's a very Jerry Lawler comment, and it stands out. It is a very
0: Jerry comment. As
1: something that you would hear in 2002 and not 2017. I don't think calling
0: them beautiful young ladies negates from anything they did, but it is a very Jerry Lawler comment. Right.
1: Because the thing, the other thing I noticed was um, that this is they're a little great. old for Jerry. So. It's a yeah, it's true. Uh, it's a women's title match in the main event of Raw a random raw and it wasn't built up as this historic thing. It's just something that we've all come to accept that occasionally the women men event raw and there's no, it's not a big deal anymore. And that's the way it should be. It shouldn't be this, this, this crazy thing. It should be this thing that happens because sometimes the the women's match is the most important match on any given raw. And that's a big step. Um, But I love that, that it was just, Oh, these two beautiful young ladies and then immediately uh, Alexa Bliss, tiny little Alexa Bliss, um, throws this amazing superplex immediately after that. Um, this this whole match, I thought both of them did great, great work. Um, and the, the, the finish surprised me, considering how often they mentioned that Sasha Banks had never successfully defended the title.
0: Well, that's why it didn't surprise me. Like, I think that's the story moving forward. And... I think it's a pretty creative way to make title wins even this far in after four title wins for Sasha mean a little bit more because on the fifth one, okay, will she be able to defend it? And I see her fans. I got a couple of her fans on Twitter. They ain't happy. So they're going to be emotional about it. And there are going to be some people that treat that, maybe not you and I, but like it's a big moment. Bank statement is reversed. Bliss pins Sasha after a great DDT. I love that she's using a DDT, just a straight one, as a finish. Outstanding match, I thought. Nia Jax comes out, attacks Sasha, as Jimmy Van, founder of Fightful.com, who you all can catch Wednesdays on The List and Your Boy at 3 p.m. Eastern, the only podcast with an eccentric millionaire and the guy he picked to run his wrestling website. You can see this coming from a mile away.
1: Yeah, I know. You the you old could. put her up on the shoulder deal. Yeah, um, it's one of those things where they haven't given it a really good run on TV of Nia and Alexa Bliss being best friends. It's all over WWE social media because on the house show circuit they were always teaming together, and they have a little, they have their own little handshake and they do all the, all these photos of them together, and it's all over their Instagram and Twitter. Um, so, yeah, you you, you kind of knew, but they put it over as she was coming out. Oh, there's Nia, there's Nia Jax. There's Alexa Bliss's best friend. And I was like, oh, this is this is not ending well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, but they also pointed this out on commentary, and good for them for showing it. Nia Jax has some great facials that she has learned from her bestie, Alexa Bliss, because she went from really happy for her friend to dead behind the eyes, staring down the hard cam before that electric chair drop. And that was great. I, I, I'm I really interested in seeing uh, where, where they go with this. Because Sasha Banks has her contractually obligated rematch. And then we'll see after that if they go on to Nia Jax.
0: I'd keep Sasha queued up just in case Alexa gets hurt in this. Yeah. Yeah. Shout-outs to WWE for not cutting the mics when Reigns and Cena just went wild earlier in the night. That was the highlight of the show. And that's saying something because I thought that that Alexa Bliss-Sasha Banks match was very good. I really enjoyed that. But Reigns and Cena were, were the lasting impression. And as Jimmy pointed out on Twitter, they had the freedom to go out there and do that. And they they took hold of that freedom.
1: There was one point where... Reigns kind of went up on his line. And then Cena made a joke about something. Like, oh, yeah, they they say angle sucks too, but they don't don't actually mean it or whatever. And then Reigns was gone. He had no idea what he was supposed to say next. And then, like, Cena pointed it out. Like, just really just drove a knife in and was twisting it. And you could see that really bothered Reigns. Like, Joe Anowai was pissed. And... And, and, and from then on, it was just like, it's open season on each other. Like it was, it was good. Uh, This was, this was really cool. And, and honestly, it, it, you watch Roman Reigns go, oh, this is who, this is who you are, not who they're making you be. This is, this feels more like something that's coming to your head and you you've said it out loud as opposed to something scripted for you, which I wish more people were allowed that opportunity.
0: Guys, don't forget to tune into the Holy Smokes MMA podcast tomorrow at three, where Showdown Joe and I will talk mainstream media coverage, mainstream sports media coverage of McGregor Mayweather. There's gonna be some dragging going on there. It's happening. It's happening. Uh, we'll also preview the UFC Rotterdam show. No post show this Saturday. I will actually be out of town celebrating mine, my wife's birthday as well, and our anniversary. They're all within five days. So hey. We're doing it all at once, but we're going to talk May Young Classic right now. Alex, uh, we're not going to give any spoilers because I know some of you haven't watched it. I thought definitely it peaked with the first show, but there was some great stuff at the end. Definitely Kyrie Sane is outstanding. I thought that Shayna Baszler, and you call me a little bit of partial because she's a Billy Robinson product, but that makes me so happy to see in 2017 she looked apart she looked great in that role i didn't see necessarily what everybody else saw
1: in jazzy what, what was i missing uh, i don't I, I mean it all depends on what you're looking for i was look i was looking at all these women and and saying as much as we like to rag on nia jacks justly so for not being safe in a lot of things mm-hmm She's a different mold from what you would normally see in a WWE ring. And a lot of these women that we saw today were that as well, in different ways. And I think that's a major step to be able to see different body types, different styles, uh, facial piercings, and all these things that are not normally seen on a WWE, at least in the main roster. Um, And for Jazzy, I was looking, that's a completely different looking person. Oh, yeah. And her style, like the, what she did in the ring, just like just screaming from across the ring at her opponent at Abby Leith, um, and taking like just, just barreling over people, like it, she made it all look kind of legit as her being this just giant force, which is cool. And I think to myself, okay, what is the best possible scenario for this person? That's what I'm trying to project out because a lot of these women were green. They were green. Oh, yeah. They were as green as a bag of romaine lettuce.
0: But then but you did also have the likes. You had like Candace Laray, who was oh, sure standing. And sure. I thought that St. Anna Garrett looked really good. I thought that uh Tessa Blanchard looked really awesome yeah. today. Yeah.
1: There were a lot of women that, that that are more experienced and 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 that showed. But there were some that, that weren't, frankly. Um, and that's okay. For what they for what they projected uh, within the actual tournament, um, but I always think to myself, okay, what could you do with a Jazzy Gaber or Gabbert or however they, however they they say her name? Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I said with somebody on Twitter that um, that she should just they should just get rid of Tamina tomorrow and have Lana manage her instead because then they could just have her never speak and she could be Russian. They could call her Helga with two L's. And she could just be this force. She wouldn't have to do anything. Just go in there and be strong and let other women sell for her for a while. It could, it could tell a different story. And that was like, okay. She looks
0: something. like if Brigitte Nielsen from Beverly Hills Cop 2 did like a lot of roids and yes. learned to wrestle. And or, yeah, it's or, really awesome because she was a great villain.
1: Yes, exactly. Th- those are the things you could do with somebody like that. But there were a lot of women that really stood out to me that that, that, I, that I'm interested in seeing more of, let's say, in NXT. Um, uh, one of them is Piper Niven because I really like what she can do, and and just it's 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 interesting to me to watch somebody with a different body type overcome all those stereotypes and and move on with it. Um, but I, I I was I was in love like you were with Shayna Baszler. I think there's so much there, uh, and I tweeted out that uh, damn that Ember Moon versus Shayna Baszler NXT Women's Title match in New Orleans is going to be fire because I feel yeah. like Kate- She's not there yet, but she's going to be soon, and it's going to be great.
0: Kaylee Ray looked good. Uh, Sarah Logan, like, man, as I mentioned, I got like seven girls who are exactly like Sarah Logan on my street, so it's kind of charming to me. Like, hunting is a big part of our culture out here. I don't do it, but we have sustenance hunters out here on, like, on my street. Mm -hmm. They ain't going out and killing road, or grabbing roadkill and stuff, but... Like, I see that, and I see where she was last year when she had a train wreck of a match with Alexa Bliss. Go back and watch it, you guys. When Alexa Bliss starts, like, stomping her out and stuff, like, got mad when she botched some stuff, and then I see her against Mia Yim here, I thought she did wonderfully. I thought she looked the part. I thought she felt real. It's a far cry from... She had been typecast as the deathmatch girl, as Mm -hmm. Crazy Mary Dobson, so there was that, too. And there were there were some bad. There was like I, I don't know how whoever agented this let like three or four spears go, like especially when a couple girls use it as a finish. Also, that Marty Bell match was so goddamn bad. Yeah. It was really? so bad. And I remember I watched I watched her a couple of years ago in TNA and I remember I interviewed uh uh, Mia Yem and she was like ah, I'm, I'm kind of the wrestler of the group she's more the talker that ain't changed yeah. that ain't changed a bit nine years in that would and once you all get a look at that I, I've heard some stuff about these tapings uh, and that match did not go over well from what I was told but and I hate to see that I really do because this is at this point for both of them, both of the women in that match Rachel Ellering and Marty Bellis is an important match for them because oh yeah marty's not in tna anymore she's not in global force anymore she was let go they didn't renew her deal and it just didn't work out uh serena
1: looked pretty good yeah that's fun that was fun uh again wwe is is great with these little vignettes telling you a little bit more about these girls um and you know it was for that one was really interesting you know to to have her you know you go oh yeah the rest right the straight edge society girl whatever happened to her and she tells you her story, and it's like, okay, now I'm rooting for you, you know. Like that's that's what those things are supposed to accomplish, and they did. Um, uh, and there, but you know, but to me, it all comes down to um, Kyrie Sane and how I just can't take my eyes off of her in the ring. Like she's just, she's so great, and I, I'm really looking forward to. I was looking forward to seeing her versus Asuka in NXT. And we haven't talked about that yet, but... Um, we will. Yeah, that was that was a pretty pretty interesting thing, the, the development last week.
0: If you're crunched on time, guys, I would say the first and the fourth, step, fourth episodes are definitely the most uh, important episodes. But I like that they released it in the four-episode format. And they're going to do probably the second round and maybe the third round next. Or or maybe, I don't know how exactly they'll do it, but I I liked the format in which they did it. They were like, you know what, people like to binge watch stuff, we'll we'll go for this. So, shout out to them for that. Asuka relinquishes her NXT championship. Uh, We were covering the NXT tapings, and that one was just, bam, almost out of nowhere, sort of, and... The biggest story is I can't believe that Ember Moon wears the same kind of pants outside the ring that Mickey James wears inside the ring. <laughs> <laughs> Those things, if she fell out of an airplane, yeah. she would be just fine. Just fine. She would float down to mm-hmm. earth. But, but seriously, Asuka going to Raw or SmackDown, William Regal said that he was negotiating – that it would happen. Do you think this means that he gets something in return?
1: Oh, I don't know. Uh, it'd be nice. if It'd be interesting if they did that. If it if if was, if that was part of it, I think it was more along the lines of her, of him being her agent and trying to find the best deal for her kind of a thing. Um, but yeah, this was, this was um, a bolt out of the blue. Like you, you hear that she's been injured um, and the thing that is great about it, as, as much as it sucks, is that she still goes up to the main roster, still undefeated. And that, that undefeated, even though she lost the title, she didn't get beat for it. And they can continue that for as long as they want. Um, and I hope they do it right wherever she goes. But there's on each brand, there's there's matches that I really want to see. You know what I mean? So I, I, it's, it's one of those deals where, like, people are saying that she'll she, she's, she's be she's ready in time for the TLC Raw pay-per-view October 22nd uh, if, she, she, if she's going to go there. Um, but I want her to wait and show up in, at Survivor Series during the women's four-on-four match when it's just down to, like, Becky versus Sasha and just show up and put, put both brands on notice. Like I think it'd be really cool if she just showed up different places and just scared people by being excellent until she chose where she wanted to go and get the title. Because let's be honest, wherever she goes, she's the top woman on that brand. She just is, and that's really cool.
0: Yeah, I think it's very cool. We've seen her and Ty Dillinger both this year force WWE's hand. Yeah. When both were signed – Neither were considered well. Eventually, they'll go up to WWE. Ty Dillinger, they they seemed all too happy to just have him be a player coach there, and Oscar was sort of going to be that to a different degree, where she would just make people perform at her level, which she has done.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: She forced their hand, and I think it's awesome. I think it's phenomenal, guys. Is- uh, before we go, uh, make sure to follow us at Fightful Online at Palowski the fourth and at Sean Ross Sapp. Alex, did you want to finish up there?
1: I just wanted to say if you, if you had to do it, if you were booking it, how did, what do you do with the NXT women's title?
0: Oh, the May Young. Do you just put it on the finals? Oh. May Young finals. Yeah. I would just do that. Yeah. I think that's the right thing to do.
1: Yeah, I guess so. The only thing about it is that it, it and you could do this in a storyline of the, the, NXT, the NXT women, like Peyton Royce and Billy Kay and Nikki Cross and Ember Moon and Ruby Riot, going, "You're going to give it to one of these girls, and yeah. not let us be a part of that shit." Like that would be very interesting to see. To see that level of it too, because. The, oh, and those women
0: what the I would too. do, what I would really do is, I would have that person hold that title until WrestleMania weekend. Then I'd have Oscar come back down <laughs> and do like a. And even if you do a draw there or something, just have her go one-on-one with this this new dominant champion, maybe do a handshake deal, like an acknowledgement that she's not a fake champion type of thing. But good stuff. Definitely check out episodes one and four of the Mae Young Classic for sure. Lots of good. There's some bad, but that's to be expected. 32 women, 16 opening round matches. You'll have that. Guys, thank you so much. Join us tomorrow night after SmackDown. Join us tomorrow afternoon, 3 p.m. Eastern. Holy Smokes MMA podcast, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern for The List and your Boy. Until next time, we're out.